When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we're talking about the never-ending story. Yes, Falcorn and uh, all, the, all that childhood memories <laughs> that you got of this movie if you were a child when you saw it. So there we go. Yeah, also episode 150. 150, baby. We made it. We did it. <laughs> Uh, we'd do fireworks if I didn't hate them so much. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, no thought went into this movie being 150th either. No. This is just... <laughs> no, 150 was a text this morning being like, you want to get a beer after? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. <laughs> Never-ending story. All right, so for those who haven't seen the never-ending story, Craig, how would you... I'm gonna. I'm throwing it to you because this is my first watch. This is your first watch? This is my number one first watch ever. What did you think of it first time? through oh i liked it like style like i love the style of it and there's parts of it that i really like there okay what is it about 80s children's movies that are so epically dark that i'm oh yeah the 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 trauma of this movie (laughs) like i can't even imagine like as an adult i'm like oh this is kind of cool because it's like layered and the story's interesting and like all the costumes and characters everything's really cool but, like, if I watch this as a five-year-old, like, would I have a crisis? Yes. I don't know. Yes, you would. This is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just to, just to tell it off the top, where the horse is drowning in the swamp. Oh. Uh, that makes a lot of lists of, like, most traumatizing. Oh, I uh, believe it. That, in the moment, I was like, this is too much too early, sir. Yes. Uh, it's extreme. But the one that I found even darker than that and uh, was uh, the point near the end where the rock biter is sitting there and goes, these, these look like strong hands, oh. but I couldn't hold on to my friends. And the nothing took them. These look like strong hands. And I was like, that is so much darker than watching like a monster get decapitated or something. Yes. Like, like that's just a man staring at his hands being <laughs> like, I couldn't save them. I try, and you're like, that's, that's like deep dark trauma uh yeah like it really i'm like is that rock on acid right now like that's like i feel like that rock's high just staring at his hands going what does it all mean man (laughs) i couldn't save him yeah yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen it other than these like uh very poignant (laughs) traumatic (laughs) things that for sure have scarred uh, children of the 80s i think probably what happened is uh, they got to 1990 and then we're like child psychologists were like please stop yeah, they're like, uh, what, if, what if a dog played basketball? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Um, maybe that versus horses drowning in swamps uh yeah so if you have not seen the never-ending story it's uh it's it's slightly convoluted in a way so we start off with like uh our our sort of main character i guess uh bastion his mother has died his father's kind of being a little weird about it he's not doing well at school he's being chased around by bullies and thrown in trash cans he's not very good so he hides in this bookstore 
to escape his bullies and he talks to the bookstore guy who gives him or tricks him into taking the this book called The Never-Ending Story. And uh, Vashish shows up at school and there's a math test which he's failing. So he just hides out in the school attic, which is a whole thing that we're going to get into, <laughs> uh, and starts reading this book and spends all day up there reading this book. And then the, the movie transitions to the story that's in the book, the actual never-ending story, which is there is the nothing, uh, which is destroying the land of Fantasia. Um, and uh, they have this warrior, Atreyu, who is also a boy, uh, who has to go out and s- stop the nothing from consuming this fantasy world, and his horse drowns in a swamp. That happens almost off the Immediately, stuff. like <laughs> fucking immediately. We have enough time to name it, uh, what is it, Artax, and then the horse is like, well, I love you, Artax, and then the horse drowns in a swamp. Um <laughs> Uh, and then he's he talks to some oracle who's a big turtle who says you gotta go to the edge of was it a turtle I kept asking big myself tortoise. Yeah, was it, it a tortoise or a turtle oh oh okay oh sorry I didn't know we were making that difference tortoise I would think that. yeah okay that's what I was thinking um, <laughs> I don't know why that was important to me but uh, it felt like it at the time yeah so then Atreyu kind of he uh, meets Falcor the uh, the luck dragon who kind of saves him they go on all these kind of adventures they like pass like the oracle of the south and like and it at a certain point they start talking directly to Bastion, the kid reading the book, and it becomes clear at the very end where they're like, Bastion needs to name, is the only one who can save Fantasia by naming the princess, or sorry, the empress. Yes. Uh, so in the real world, Bastion's like, I call you Moon Queen or something. I forget even what he named her. It's very stupid. I was like, that's what you came up with? Uh, and through the magic of like wishes and all the rest, um, the boy Bastion then becomes part of the story, and we end the movie with him riding Falcor, the uh, the luck dragon, chasing his bullies through the streets, scarring them for <laughs> life, for life, man. I'm not saying these were good kids, like of like. He, I they, think these are actually some of the worst bullies we've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not defending these bullies, but this guy brought a gun to a knife fight in a big way. Okay, like he really was just like, oh, you want to put me in a trash can? Here's my motherfucking dragon, bitches. Yeah! Yeah! Hand up in the air being like, yeah! Yeah. I'm just going to... Like, I was also just thinking of everyone else in the street. I'm like, if you just saw that for 10 seconds, you're like, well, I'm not going to work today. Like, I would just go home. I just lay down in the gutter and start drinking is what you would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he shut that city down. The next scene is, like, several buildings just on fire, alarms going off. The military. The military's coming in. Like, that's what the next scene is after him flying I, I gotta say, Craig, as this this was my first watch ever, I laughed so hard when that happened. I was like, I honestly fucking love they ended the movie that way. Oh, I, I loved it. I was like, that was honestly so absurd and perfect. The 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 thing I wrote down was like, so he's given as like uh he's given as many wishes as he wants, right? At, at the end of this. And wish one is I, I'm going to restore Fantasia to its former glory. I want I wish for Fantasia to be back to normal and for the nothing not to have touched anything. And you go, oh that's sweet and you fly through. And then his second wish is I'm going to chase down these bullies. Like, I'm going to make them pay. 
<laughs> like first wish, restore Fantasia. Saying this, anyone who's ever fucking wronged me is done. There's a list, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to it. We're like, oh no, we gave the power to the wrong kid. Absolute wrong kid. Next stop, my dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another just general point I do want to make about this because we make a pretty big deal about this most times uh, running time of this movie real tight hour and a half yum yum real yum. tight yum. and I'm just going to say this to every other uh, film editor or producer or writer out there if a movie that's called the never ending <laughs> story can wrap it up in an hour and a half <laughs> you're fucking coming of age uh, telltale whatever romance can be wrapped up in an hour and a half too don't make me sit through another 40 minutes of your bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel that there and like a lot happens a lot and, does happen like, yeah it moves yeah oh this movie trucks along all right so who do we think the villains are <laughs> okay so I think there's a few villains in this I think the bully's obviously irredeemable. We're not going to argue for that. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not going to. Although, like, I will maintain, I feel like he really amped things yeah, up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're not right, but I don't know about the response. Like, maybe just show up with one of the little trolls or something. That'd be enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be like, hey, trolls exist. And be yeah. like, well, fuck. Okay, we'll leave you alone, kid. Um, I think another uh, minor villain than this would sort of be the dad. Yes. And then, of course, there's the big one, which is uh, the nothing and the nothing sort of henchman Gamork, the, yeah. the dog werewolf thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say um, probably the dad's the biggest villain, obviously, because mm-hmm. that is the most disgusting smoothie I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> that I, was the thing, though. Egg in OJ. <laughs> I'm like... If I, I, I don't know what I would do. I would probably just throw the blender out. Like if I saw somebody do that, I'd right. just unplug it and just throw the whole unit no in the trash. No way we can Saturday We can't that. recover from this moment. Like that egg was... and orange juice. May, I don't know. Maybe it's fine. I, oh, I don't know. Ugh. Oh, just like the, th- I think what it is, it just even the thought of it, even the idea, if I know I can't. I can't drink that. I got like a gag going on on that. I don't like it. I do, and I don't understand, but there's like this whole thing in movies from the 80s where that's presented as like a thing that everyone's doing. I think it must have been this health craze where everyone's mm-hmm. just drinking raw eggs for breakfast. And I'm just like, that's like in the orange juice is particularly disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no. know if that's like a ceviche sort of thing where the like acid cooks it. Uh, I was honestly thinking that I'm like, maybe it just like helps the whites cook or something, but still like I just take the 10 extra seconds. It takes fry the, egg. fry the, egg, just flip it. It's not, it can't be healthier for you. And you would just, I just think I'd enjoy it so much more. I anyway, th- sorry. But, uh, no, really, I, I, I wrote really that down. got off the rails here. I wrote that down too. And I'm going to say there's a, there's a reason for it because uh, uh, as we see in the character of the dad, uh, men in this time period do not have emotions or cry uh, <laughs> because he says, and I quote, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, can't let mom's death be an excuse for not getting the old job done. He says that to a child. And so I imagine that this man internally is just a fucking pressure cooker because he's never <laughs> let anything out. So the second that egg hits his stomach, it's like a fucking poached. <laughs> 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 Help, 
bottle this up until I die yeah. in 1992 from cholesterol and heart attack. Yeah, this guy just can't get food poisoning. It yeah. Just boil everything. Just it's eviscerated as soon as it get, touches his fucking lips. Kind of like how you can't touch lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god, yeah. But he is. Uh, that's something, and I we we talked about it a bit in our uh, Uncle Buck bonus episode. But I hate this thing when parents point at children and go, "Well, time to get serious." And it's like, it's a freaky. It's a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. His mother has just died. What I will defend. <laughs> no, what I will defend for him with this is like yeah. generally I would agree with you right yeah let's not tell kids to like grow up and stop mm-hmm. drawing unicorns in your math textbook or whatever first of all sometimes drawing things while you listen helps people process things because you're in a, you're engaging two different parts of your brain so some people just need to fucking draw unicorns to learn math <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and second this kid definitely has his head too far in the clouds though right like all right and <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because I, I had also written that down as a point because off the top of this movie, I was like, yeah, that's like way too harsh. Like, like anything that's like, yeah, so what? Your mom died, kid. Like, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, man, nothing that follows that is good. But at the same time, this kid just fucks off for the full day, yeah. goes in the attic from a book he stole. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, with a with a book he stole, rations out his his peanut butter sandwich. Not this kid's first time. Uh, no, Not no, this no, no. kid's first time. If you know how to space out bites of a PB and J, you have a system. Okay, yeah. you've done this before. You've been out in the woods or out in the clouds for you know yeah several hours. And I was also thinking the entire time I'm like. Call your dad. This is nighttime now. <laughs> yeah, he stays at night. He he shows up late for school. Yes, but still beginning of school. Sees that they're having a test and hides in the school attic until dark. They shut the school down and lock it while he's still inside. That, that book was school- several hundred pages. Yes, like that was a big book. But that the adults in that school were like, well. Uh, what a, a thir- oh a ten year old boy didn't show up for class today. No worries. <laughs> Don't worry about it. His mom died. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call his dad? I'm sure he's fine. Uh, yes. So I would agree that maybe, yes, there, the the way he's saying the message is wrong, but this kid does need to be brought down perhaps just a touch. <laughs> yes, exactly. The it's answer clearly... should be, son, here's some therapy. <laughs> You know, let, uh, promise me to get your marks up in math, and then maybe we can do some drawing lessons. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, encourage him and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, I don't blame the dad for that. And other than that, it's really hard to like get into the dad too much because he's literally in that one scene. We he- watch him make a disgusting <laughs> smoothie and leave. That's what he does in this movie. <laughs> Tells he grosses kid. you out. Says, "Hey, hey, audience, this kid's mom died. Bye." <laughs> Keep your feet on the ground, yeah. which will come up later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, I think I think you could argue for the dad there a little bit. Um, you know, in that this kid has clearly demonstrated he's a little too involved in his own fantasies and uh, stuff mm-hmm. going on in his own head. You know who bothered <laughs> you? Know who bothered me a bit? The uh, the bookstore owner 
because I can never, I can never wrap my head around the, um, get out of here. No kids allowed. You just watch your video games and your TV show. I'm like, you just, if you say this to every kid, yes, you just told them to get the fuck out. Of course, no kid wants to buy a book in your store. <laughs> Man, nobody likes me because I yell at everyone. <laughs> but it's the books, you see. It's the words. The kids don't understand. You see this wreck. I hate when they're like, uh, a rectangle with words on it. It's like, yeah. I know what a book is. Yes. <laughs> It's just so condescending. <laughs> and I understand the whole plot of like, okay, he's like tricking him into taking it. Yeah. But rude. <laughs> no, I agree. That, that's uh, that, uh, that bookstore has been uh, eaten alive by Amazon. <laughs> but honestly, I will say this. There's something to say of bookstores. Cause I feel like 50% of bookstores are like this. 50% of the bookstores I've been in, the person that's working doesn't give a fuck if I'm there or not. Doesn't want to answer a question. It's like, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, you know, not to stereotype here, but I don't think like book people are necessarily, you know, categorized as mo the most outgoing. Like, I think if you love books so much that you're like, I want to dedicate my professional life to selling and curating them. Yeah. You're not going to be the one who's like, hey, buddy, what's up? You know, like, That's welcome true. to the store and like air horns and stuff going off. You know, oh, you're yeah. like, I I'm be hearing it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm real abrasive to these yeah. people. <laughs> they're in a library and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> I need this book. <laughs> like, they're like, please, ma'am, lower your voice <laughs> for the love of God. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm hearing it now. This is a me problem. Yeah, this is you. This is a me problem. <laughs> We're hearing it in real time. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll get on board with that. I can. I. Uh, I can respect when I'm the problem. Rebecca. <laughs> I'm picturing now Rebecca walking into like a small independent bookstore with like people like you know a little girl like curled up in the corner reading like a little Clifford book and a guy like you know glasses and Rebecca walks in <laughs> with a full one man band thing strapped to you. Anyone? Do you have any books on how to do a play a one man band? No. <laughs> Clank. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around, knocking things over with your drum. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> just kick it over cardboard cutouts. Uh. Making a mess. Yeah, okay, I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so, in defense of this wolf, okay. Yeah. This wolf, this, this, I, I'm going to call it a wolf. I think it's more wolf like than yeah, dog like, yeah. let's say. Um, this wolf so important to the entire plot. Mm -hmm. You need this wolf here, or this kid might not even finish this story. He yeah. is the, an important plot point. You can't, you can argue for, if there was like 15 villains in this story, you could argue for every single one of them because they're necessary to get to the end. <laughs> they're necessary to keep this story moving yes, forward. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Without them, not, none of it exists. I would argue most people read more for the villain than the hero sometimes. I've, I think I think maybe we could argue that here. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe we've done 150 episodes that uh, prove that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I sort of I agree with you to a point where I think that it's very important in, you know, driving the story forward. 
Uh, I lumped the dog and the nothing in together uh, a couple of weeks well, ago. Well, they are on the same team. Right. Like he said, like the wolf says specifically that I, that he's here on behalf of this nothing. Right. Well, then nothing is just this force that's destroying. Mm-hmm. So like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we defended the concept of death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now we are degraded to like defending nothing. And uh, Rebecca, I just, I've been waiting for this. I need you to brace yourself because what I'm about to say is I think probably the most unhinged thing. <laughs> excited <laughs> that we've ever said okay. on this podcast so my argument for why the nothing and by extension Gamork the little the the wolf dog thing are correct is the never-ending story as the book and the narrative that are contained within it is a brain parasite okay <laughs> 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 yeah, your intro to that was not too hyped up. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Hey, All right. Mr. Listeners, you cannot see, but Rebecca's eyes are darting back and forth, <laughs> trying to be like, what is going on? <laughs> okay. okay. So, so uh, okay, hear me out. Have you heard of something called toxoplasmosis? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, great. That means I can explain it to you. Amazing, uh, yes. uh, So toxoplasmosis is a parasite. Okay, or it's the disease that the parasite causes. Anyway, we're not get too technical about it. But um, around sixty percent of the people in the world have it, and it is the reason that uh, pregnant people should not clean out cat litter. Uh, and what this does is it, uh, it through cat feces, it enters your body, and it just lives in like small little cysts in your in your body. And for most, and for humans, it doesn't really do much. As I said, 60% of people in the world have it. Um, but, like, if you're a newborn, that's, like, therefore why, if you're pregnant, like, it can cause some problems. But it can only reproduce. So it can infect humans. It can infect lots of other mammals. But it can only reproduce in the digestive tract of cats. And here's where it gets fucking crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is that when toxoplasmosis uh-huh. infects rodents, mice, rats, that sort of thing, uh, it goes to the brain of that animal and it changes its behavior so that it is no longer averse to cats. So it's no longer, so a mouse is no longer scared of a cat and will approach a cat, which gets the mouse eaten and completes the life cycle. That's how the parasite gets back into the cat. And I'm arguing here that the never-ending story is a brain (laughs) parasite for this human, and therefore the nothing and Gamork by extension are the immune response to try and shut this down. So if Gamork can kill the protagonist before the infection is completed then the, he'll stop reading the book. So here's the life cycle I propose for the never-ending story, okay? Human beings love stories. We're very susceptible to it. It's how we've taught lots of things throughout the, the years, right? Oral traditions and whatnot. So what I'm saying happens is this parasite lures you in with a story, and it gets you to start subtly changing and altering your behavior so that you act in a way that it can then propagate itself. So in evidence of this, of the book actually changing this kid's behavior, he's having jump scares to a book. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> do you know how hard it is to do, like read something and be like, yes. whoa, we didn't see that coming. Like at one point he literally goes, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So he's, he's suddenly having physical uh, uh, and emotional reactions uh, that are disproportionate to, to things just happening on a page. So clearly he's buying into it. So I think uh, Gomork the whole time in the nothing is just trying to kill this parasite. And if they had succeeded in killing Atreyu, the, the main character in the book, before you get to a certain point in the story, the story stops making sense and you stop reading it. So I think they're just trying to do that. But then they get the book gets him to a certain point where he's now writing the story. He's now creating more of this never-ending story, and he's going to grow up to be that bookstore owner who's just creating copies and copies and copies of this and Whoa. sending it out to everybody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> you oh, you hooked her right back around there. I like that. Oh my god. <laughs> so you've got the infection part, yes. which is the story. You've got the reproduction, which is incorporating the boy into it to reproduce on its own. And then you've got its dissemination, which is the bookstore. So the, the book itself is like the larval or, uh, or, or transmissible uh, part of it. It's almost like little eggs or whatever. Well, you're right, Craig. You could have gave me <laughs> all afternoon and I wouldn't have guessed that. You could, yeah. You could have given me a lot of time <laughs> to try and guess what you were going to pitch there. <laughs> and I don't think I would have hit <laughs> the infection. Never ending story is brain parasite. <laughs> as I wrote it in my book, and as I was obviously researching toxoplasmosis, mm. uh, I was like, this is unhinged. This is. <laughs> unhinged. <laughs> but you see, I, I think it makes sense. I, I You know what? I'm the, I, I just, I don't even think I can argue with it. It's so, <laughs> there's no way that's, and I get what you're saying. And there is something to say because like I had that uh, down as well. Like the jump scares were kind of what was really, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying I've never had a reaction to a book. Okay. Absolutely like not. No. I have sat down and full ass end of the world cried when like one of my beloved characters have died or whatever. Um, certainly, but I have never in my life, even in my youth stared at a book that I was reading. <laughs> like, it's not even like there's like pictures, you know what I mean? If like he turned the page and it was like a woman giving birth and he was like, ah, I think fair, fair enough, sir. Like that yeah. is, and you yeah. can certainly be scared of a book. You oh, can be, yes. Something, yes, yes, yes. something falls off the shelf in your room as you're reading something suspenseful. You can jump and yell. Yeah. 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 Like you can put a book in a box because you're terrified of it. Like I yeah. just want it off away from me, but to look at a book, your brain reads a word. <laughs> And then you go, ah! And then from the shadows, the killer jumps, turn page, out. <laughs> it's very hard to reveal in the last uh, yeah. last word there. And and to that point, I would say even comedy. Like there are very few things I've read that have mm. made me laugh out loud. It has happened, um, but. Uh, yeah, I would say rarer. that as well. It, yeah, I, I would say, yes, I have done that, but yeah, the most, very, very rarely. Yeah, most of the time if I'm reading something funny, I will go, that amused me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, if you're talking about it with friends later, you're laughing mm -hmm. as you're repeating it. But like, 
I think uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was, I think, the first book that ever did that. And oh, I'm reading that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, first time? Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, you'll love it. Um, and uh, one of uh, George Carlin's early books, I think I laughed out loud at a couple points in that. But, like, that's it. Certainly no jump scares. Yes. Okay. Can we talk about this school attic for a second? <laughs> because what? The, where is this school? What is this building? Have you ever been in a school that was like this? I mean, not the attic, but, like, in terms of the rest of the setup, I was actually like, yeah. Oh, no, the rest. But, like, as soon as you get into this attic, I'm like, why wasn't this just set in this kid's home? Like, <laughs> there's, like, skulls and, like, wolf heads and, like, fucking nothing's been dusted ever. Yeah. Uh, windows that just fly open, uh, even though nobody's up here ever. It was the weirdest location to me. I thought it was so funny. In a, yeah, I don't know. I kind of bought it because I was just, like, a lot of that thing, a lot of those things you're like, okay, the skeleton's there because it's, like, high, like biology class or whatever. like Or, like, Hamlet or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what school doesn't have just like a model skeleton to learn what the bones are? Or like a are? skull. There's like a skull on yeah, the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Like the wolf's head. There was like a whole thing with like Boy Scouts. Like I think we had like a fake wolf's head. Like it was made out of wood. But mm. like we were like, oh, we're wolf scouts. And we, uh, we'll we do our best. Um, <laughs> uh, so like, you know, clubs and things like that. Drama departments. If you... Uh, but, like, I think there was also some desks and stuff in there. I don't know. It just seemed like the weirdest I, spot I agree. in a school. <laughs> I agree. Because it was too big, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too big. Um, I think every school I've ever been in has a flat roof. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fucking, yeah. And the janitor goes up there every uh, once or twice a year and knocks all the balls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe occasionally shovels it. <laughs> <laughs> they had to shovel the roof where you're at? Well, sometimes. Like the portables and shit, man. Oh, okay, like yeah, those, yeah, yeah, Those roofs are not built for more than like a foot of snow. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> I think you also got more snow uh, where you lived uh, growing up than I did. So. Well, fair enough, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so in... <laughs> I came in here being like, you know what? I just want to defend that nothing is fine. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm sad, but this tortoise is making a lot of sense. Okay? Just let it wash over me. The nothingness, that's my favorite answer to what are you doing this weekend? Like, oh, nothing. Oh, yes. Oh, the best. That's the fucking best. Yeah. No, when people I say something is better than nothing, I disagree. Okay? Sometimes the nothing is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as a social obligation, Fantasia sounds exhausting. Oh, man alive, the rules. Okay, child, you're going to go on a quest. We don't know how it's going to go. For no reason at all, you have to leave all your weapons here. It's going to be very dangerous. Trust me, go. <laughs> That's lunacy, man. I couldn't believe that when he said you can't ask advice from anybody. Except he basically is like, you can only take this piece of advice with you. This is all you can do is take this piece of advice and then you have to leave without like freaking anything except for your sad horse. How is a horse sad? <laughs> that horse was sad, man. That really bummed me out when he was screaming. Okay. You know just what? Try, really just right. Yeah. Cause it's the swamps of despair, right? It makes yes. everybody sad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the deadly swamps of sadness. 
It's how they first introduced it. And I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> like, I'm just not going. Oh my God. I would get so, this pandemic. Oh, I would have stuck one toe in and it would have sucked me all the way to the bottom immediately. There's no fight it. It's I'm dead. I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Also, when that fucking luck dragon saves the boy, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you so you could have saved the horse too then. You just didn't give a fuck about that horse. <laughs> that would have been, I think that would have been. That, that would have been real nice. Of yeah, him. that dragon could have saved that horse for sure. That dragon? And this, I mean, I've already changed the movie enough, but it changes <laughs> It changes it a lot if you if you take this piece of information and rewatch this movie. Falcor is drunk. Like, like he does seem a little tipsy. (laughs) You know what? I hadn't clocked that, but now that you've said it, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah, because like they're like, we need to find the edge of Fantasia so we can find a human child. What should we do, Falcor? I don't know. Let's just wander around and maybe we'll find something. That is drunk person end of the night being like, I feel like shawarma. (laughs) Let's just walk until we find a place. Can you scratch my back? I can't reach. I can't reach. (laughs) Scratch me. (laughs) I just wrote this down as I was watching, but just like Falcor being like, whoa, did you see how close we flew to those mountains? (laughs) That was way too close, man. I am not in control. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, although I would say arguably picking up that necklace a lot harder if you're a dr- drunk dragon, <laughs> a lot harder because he got that in one swat. Like he got that yeah, with one true. tooth. Boom. You're a little tipsy. Like that's a great test for a drunk dragon. What can you pick up with your mouth right now? <laughs> it's like the straight line test. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You scoop up these medallions. Although, I mean, you've seen people pull off amazing acts of acrobatics, like that they have no level of uh, no no right pulling off when they're drunk. Like someone falls down a, a flight of stairs and lands on their feet, and you're like, "How? How did you not die?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'm just super loose because I." Oh yeah, I just like <laughs> leaned into it. Yes, I've definitely seen that, and I've also seen people that didn't. <laughs> Do it well. So there's an alter. What I'm saying is there's an alternate take of this where yeah. Falcor dives into the ocean and just fucking eats it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, Falcor's at an. Uh, uh, Fal- I would love that too. <laughs> like, listen, I have the medallion, but it's in me. We're gonna. It's gonna be about 24 hours. <laughs> And uh, we're gonna have to get a net. <laughs> this is this is my rock bottom. This is my rock bottom. <laughs> I, I was flying into a storm with the chosen one. <laughs> the chosen one. I like yeah. that he's like around a campfire with other dragons telling this story. Like goodness. Yeah. Flew into a storm. Yeah. I am drunk off my ass. <laughs> I've been drinking <laughs> German schnapps since I am. <laughs> I was supposed to save the horse. <laughs> anyway, chosen one on my back. Yeah. And I fucking drop him. <laughs> well, you know what else? I was on some drugs too. This lady shot it into my back <laughs> with a needle. <laughs> the heavy duty shit. Oh. Yeah, that. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. Falcor's drunk. 
rewatching. Falcor does have drunk energy. He Very just does. So. Absolutely. He's because he's easy going, but like, yeah. It's almost like each of the like the the rock guys high for sure. <laughs> my hands. <laughs> I can't stop looking at my hands. Like, <laughs> although I will say he bummed me out the most. I would say he bummed me out the most. And the tortoise, I was like <laughs> listening to this tortoise, and I was like. Mm. Am I sad? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, the nothingness. Well, at least the nothingness is something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I vibe with that. <laughs> like, Jesus I, what was the line? Uh, I can't even care whether or not we care. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it, it's bleak, but you're kind of like, but I get it. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> also, nothingness, great way to die. I'm going to argue that. What a great way to just, you know. Yeah, just kind of being like, yeah, that's the thing. I don't really know how you die of nothingness. Like, do you just blink out of existence? Is it like a thing? Well, it snap it, it sort almost of seemed like you got kind of sucked up a little bit, right? Okay, like, kind of maybe like black holeish kind of. Yeah, I feel like you're you get to fly. That's your last thing you're doing. That'd be I'd be pumped. Okay, I'd be like hell yeah, like we're going out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think my pumpedness to flying <laughs> is directly proportional to how many more times I can do it. Ah, okay. You know, like if it's, yeah. if this is the last thing I'm doing, I don't want to fly. Mm. We could all fly for the last time right now. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, that's dark. Okay, I'm going to walk and that one back. That's why I'm going to walk it back. <laughs> that's why I'm afraid of heights. I was thinking more, well, there's something a little better about up than down. <laughs> Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, gonna, that, there's a novelty. Say, to yeah, up. there's a little more. <laughs> it's a novelty. A, to up. A, a little nicer because I have gone. down. You know what I mean? Like you jump off like into the water or whatever. Like I have gone down a lot. I haven't gone. You know, you're, you're not going up a lot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess, but like, yeah, a little flying, and then you're blinked out of existence. Of I course, guess, we would get uh, this unhinged on this episode. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I feel like I have to watch it again to just even absorb everything because like when they were getting towards the end and she and the Empress is describing like we were there with the bullies. I was like, I don't know if I understand this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was just having my own little crisis. I was like, I do I get it? (laughs) Yeah. Just am I smart enough for a kid's movie from Holy shit. Like I and I I think there's a lot of like really good messaging in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like in all seriousness, it's a fun movie. And like I yeah, like we take the shit or we take the piss out of it, but like Yeah, like we're clearly not describing the real metaphors of this movie. No, no. Although I will say, so Kat told me this, so this is very third hand, but apparently this movie is just based on the first half of the book that it's uh, uh, based on. Okay. And the second half is uh, Bastion goes into Fantasia, like, so he's now writing Falcor or whatever yes. like we see, and he gets unlimited wishes, but the caveat is that um, every wish he makes, he forgets something about his real life. So he forgets a memory of his, like, real life. So it gets... Whoa! Right? Which I think is the plot of NeverEnding Story 2, but I haven't seen it, because that's a downer. (laughs) That's... Woo! Yeah, that's a... 
That's a fucking big bummer. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. As soon, as soon as they started this movie, I was like, this is so sad. This better end happy. <laughs> Do you ever start a movie like that? Where yeah. You're like, if this doesn't end happy, I throw this out. I never watch this again. Like, can yeah, you imagine, like, yeah. like if you watched Up and the ending of Up was just his second wife dying, like, would you just, you, nobody would watch that movie, man. Nobody wants that. <laughs> what a devastating ordeal. <laughs> just the guy in the Zeppelin actually uh, yeah. just shoots down the house and you just cut to it, like, crashing to the ground and Kevin Lane crippling. <laughs> <laughs> if I was reading that book, I'd scream. Yeah. <laughs> And then just somebody staring at the camera and be like, stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's always too late to change anything. <laughs> it's always too late to change anything. Yeah, that's way darker, man. Yeah, this yeah, is... yeah. So, so but riding a dragon and screaming and chasing your bullies is uh, actually probably the happiest this ending could have been. get him. Yeah, like it is so, holy shit. Like he he changed their lives. Like I agree. It's terrifying. <laughs> like there's congressional meetings being like, what was that thing? Where did it come from? Do we have to worry about it? Who controls it? It's a, They deserved something. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like like a good wedgie or like being lifted up magically and dumped in a trash can. You know, like some sort of like, hmm, that's some comeuppance, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like he has a buddy now, like Atreyu's there, and like, okay, we're, we're going to fight them together. <laughs> like, and they just run off into the distance. Like, <laughs> Oh, I know, what the, I know what the proper retribution for these bullies mm. is. Uh, each one of these bullies' horses drowns in a swamp. <laughs> and, and the kids, and they have to stand there and watch <laughs> I I can so 100% see why that was such a devastating scene for children because that devastated my 31-year-old heart. Like <laughs> and the thing about it was is it's a real horse and one thing I picked up on in this one is like he's actually pulling on the reins and the horse is like only kind of okay with it. Mm. Like you're like, this course isn't having the best time doing this. Is oh man, you know what? I didn't even think of that and now I'm sadder. Yeah. <laughs> like that's <laughs> I hope you guys aren't listening to this before bed. This isn't a good before <laughs> bed episode. We're talking about brains. <laughs> brain. <laughs> and if you're wondering, yes, you do have a brain person. <laughs> Sixty percent chance worldwide, eleven percent in North America. So no, I okay. I will say this: um, that is the worst wolf slash dog ever. <laughs> oh, just how easily he's killed. Well, that and he's like, you know, I lost you in the swamp. I'm like, can you not smell? You don't even remember that this is the kid. It seems like, like <laughs> it just seems. Like, I'm like, I don't think you're wolfing right, to be honest with you. One jump and this kid's like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's like a kid riding a kid kind of thing, um, but I would just say. <laughs> I would say for our modern uh, movie-going experience, we have been trained that that would have been a more dramatic and involved fight. Yes. But when you have the technology of literally we have this puppet mm -hmm. and we can throw it once, and that's going to be our thing. 
Like, I think they were somewhat limited by the technology that they were using. Oh, yes, certainly. But I was like, that wolf's not wolf and right. <laughs> no, no. We're going to hide him most of the time. Not he only wolf shows to up the best once. of his ability. No. And like, yeah, I sort of thought that there would be more instances where he would run into him. But mm-hmm. like, no, it's kind of like once in the swamp kind of and then like right at the end. And he just stabs him once and is dead. And you're like, oh, pretty ineffectual wolf there. Well, I think that's the... Um, like a mechanic for a or a mechanism for like a children's movie of like whatever you fill in is worse than what you'll see. Oh, so yeah, like yeah, if you yeah, only yeah, see yeah. if you just keep seeing this monster's eyes, like it'll always be worse in your own mind. So might as well just keep it short. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I and I know I've said this already. Cannot imagine watching this as a child. 80s what happened <laughs> there was too much cocaine i don't know what yeah. the thing was jim henson was just let to run jim uh, henson w- yeah buck wild and his horrifying those statues have the biggest hits i've ever seen <laughs> thank you for bringing that up <laughs> you just about, I, I, yeah, I can't do it i have it written down uh <laughs> <laughs> the biggest hits. I was like, this plus the angle of the shot, I think, really also drove that message home for me. <laughs> absolutely. Can I can I read you what I wrote down? You for this? absolutely can, of course. Uh, check out them big old stone titties <laughs> on that Phoenix. <laughs> 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 Which is why yes. I had to wait for you to bring it up. But just check them out. Check out them big old stone titties. Come yes. On. Say say it in say Check out them big old stone titties. Check out those big old stone, stone titties. Titties. <laughs> titties. I, and they double movie. down on it, too. Because yeah, I thought, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we got the the first set of lady. Okay, good, good, good. And then yep. we got to the next set. And I was like, oh, we needed this a second time. <laughs> Brilliance. <laughs> Brilliance. You're like some kids, depending on what, what age you watch this at. <laughs> Might have affected you differently. I called it that second one a butterface because she's crumbling or she's very hot but her face is crumbling. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, just terrible. I'm sorry. This is a weird take for us. Uh I will about those oracles though. One point that got me so much was like it's supposed to be a test and it's like just have confidence in who you are and the the oracle sees your true self of what you think of yourself. So just walk through and it has confidence otherwise it'll zap you to shit. And then Atreyu just loses confidence and the eyes start him and he just runs. Yep. <laughs> like that's that's such a funny message when you break it down. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head down and run through the danger. <laughs> Close your eyes, it'll be fine. Know thyself, and if not, move fast. <laughs> Fake it till you make, make it. it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit. So this is only dangerous for about like 10 meters there. This is super easy to get by now that we know this. Yes. Just have the confidence to run. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm going to one more time for the argument of nothing. (laughs) If your story's not good enough, you deserve nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's not reading your books anymore. You deserve the nothingness. (laughs) And for me, uh, the nothing is... uh... (laughs) Just uh, the death of a parasite <laughs> in a uh, otherwise healthy host. Oh man! <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, no. Yeah. As, as soon as we got to the big old titties, <laughs> yeah, I think we've run out of things to say. <laughs> I think we've run out. We're talking about the statues' tits. It, yeah, yeah. 
That's uh, fair. <laughs> all right, so time to give our definitive ranking of how good uh, the villain is. So I uh, very much, uh, in the spirit of this movie, I did the tr- uh, childhood trauma scale. Mm. Uh, so on a scale of the death of Bambi's mother. Uh, Gee, yeah, all yeah. right, we're hitting hard off the top. All the way up to uh, who framed Roger Rabbit and uh, dipping the cartoon shoe in the paint remover. Uh, if you've ever seen that, that stays with you for sure. Uh, just a small little cartoon begging for its life. Uh, I'm going to give the nothing uh, a, a very appropriate Atrax drowning in a swamp. The horse drowning in a swamp. Because uh, it's just trying to do its job, which is get rid of the story. Uh, but ultimately, it is unsuccessful. <laughs> That's a good one. I've got uh, the uh, what feels never ending when you're a kid scale. Love it. Uh, so from being a kid at your parents' friend's house to the last five minutes before the bell, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give the wolf, um, a recess in bad weather. It's a necessary evil. You got to put your head down. You got to get through it. All right. We just, uh, <laughs> there's going to be bad weather out there. You got to prepare yourself. <laughs> So, guys, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can uh, help out the podcast. Um, If you want to contact us, you can uh, reach us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Uh, If you want to reach out to us specifically through Gmail, villainwasright at gmail.com. If you guys want to just help us out, leave a review. That would be so amazing if you guys left us a review. It really helps us move up on the charts. We've been noticing a bump lately and we want to ride the waves. Yeah. So thank you for everyone who has uh, told your friends and like left reviews and stuff. It's, it's really been awesome. You've been really helping. And uh, yeah, if you guys, if you have a little extra money to spare, uh, if you want to help support the podcast and maybe get some cool extra content and cool bonus rewards, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the villain was right at our top tier. Uh, $7 a month that gets you two bonus episodes every month i pick one rebecca picks one it's movies where the villain isn't necessarily right or uh just has a very compelling villain or just movies that we think uh you'd be interested in that you want to talk to so for seven dollars a month you get both of those as well you get early release episodes tuesdays instead of uh thursdays and uh, you get to vote in our audience choice episodes which we got coming up uh, a little later this month uh so check that out um and if you don't have anything uh to contribute that's great uh this one's always free we love that you're listening. We love uh, all the support and uh, and wonderful things you guys have been saying. So thank you very much. And now it's time for our heroes and villains <laughs> of the week. What do you got, Rebecca? Okay, I'm not just like a, a light one this week, but I saw something. I just can't believe it. Like, I just can't get over it. Um, so because of the pandemic, a lot of uh, Toronto has allowed like these uh, patios to kind of pop up like on sidewalks, on streets, like even um, there's certain streets where they've you know, taken off all the parking and been like, okay, so the restaurants can have some space to operate. Makes total sense. I am not against this, like, generally, okay? But there's this one spot in Toronto, and I just, I can't get over it. I have no idea why they would do this. There's a, first of all, it's an A&W, okay? <laughs> so, like, all right. It's an A&W. Sure, you could argue that, yes, any eating establishment should have some seating, it's an accessibility issue. Like you want, sure. you want to have seating. Okay. But there's a very large sidewalk beside this A&W. Lots of space to put, you know, maybe a couple of tight tables in, whatever. Nay, nay, says this A&W. <laughs> We've got a different idea. So instead, <laughs> this A&W has put out uh, pylons, okay, yeah. and just wrapped caution tape around them in 
on Ossington, like in the middle of the street, there's a whole lane of traffic. They've just taken out that lane there and just put a couple of tables and some folding chairs and they're like patio. <laughs> and if you've ever driven on Ossington, that is a bad idea. I am so amazed that nobody has got like at least like critically injured yeah. or anything been taken out there because like there's literally a bus stop right there. It's right on the corner. It, that's the other thing. It's right on the course. So you turn this corner and, into a- and it's and you're in the A and W patio, baby. <laughs> Get that chubby chicken on. Okay. Um yeah, it is uh, beyond believable. To yeah, me. and they didn't commit to it. It's not like they got like planters and put those up. So like, no, like seven, if you yes, it's it, just like a it's like cones and tape and like a because like, some of the restaurants do us. that. We're a restaurant yes. now. <laughs> I can't. So every time I walk by it, it just stresses me out so much. So they're my villain of the week this week. I I get it. Whoa, <laughs> I get it. Uh, I also have uh, some of a like. I've got a hero this week. Um, so you know how like sometimes you're just walking around or whatever, and you just catch these snippets of a conversation. Oh, my favorite! I love that. Okay, so I was driving down the street uh, the other day, like small residential neighborhood. Nice day. Had the windows down, and like as I'm going, you know, speed bumps. I'm going nice and slow. And as I pass this driveway, there's this father and this son, and the son speaking. And this is all that makes it through my window before I'm gone. This I I just I need to like read it for verbatim here because like <laughs> it's it's the wording is so perfect. So this is the son talking to his father. Nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. And I didn't say anything. I believe you were the one that taught you that. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> The sass, <laughs> the pure distilled talk back in that moment. I was just like, I don't know why that makes me feel good having heard that. <laughs> Do you know why I feel good having heard that? Yeah, no, I can feel that. Yeah, I can feel that. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I feel good having heard things for the opposite reasons. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, thank God that's not me, man. <laughs> thank God that's not me. <laughs> I guess I guess the other part about it is like the curiosity where you're just mm. like, I want to know more about what that conversation is. What did this, you know, it's the mystery. It's the unknown. It's like, what did the son not say anything about? Why was the father giving him shit for being quiet? And you're just like, I I don't want to know and I want to know at the same time, you know? So that was, I don't know. That was just a little gift of for me that drifted through my uh, my open window as I drove down the street one day. So that's my hero of the week. Just some grade A, pure distilled teenage <laughs> sass coming at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that does it uh, for us uh, this week on the podcast. Rebecca, where can people get a hold of you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Twitter or Instagram. Nice. And uh, you can follow me at Craig Fay. Uh, comedy um, on uh, Facebook or Twitter as well. Uh, guys, live performance is uh, back and I will be back out on the road. So uh, if you're listening to this the Thursday when it comes out, I will be uh, emceeing at Absolute Comedy uh, tonight, uh, Friday and uh, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, that's in Toronto. And uh, next week I will be in at Absolute Comedy in Kingston, uh, emceeing as well. And the week after that uh, in August, I will be uh, at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. So if you're in either or all of those cities, uh, come check it out. 
Yeah, that's it. And uh, that does it for us uh, this week on The Villain Was Right. Uh, Stay tuned next week when we are tackling Dirty Dancing. And until then, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you to end your story. (laughs) (laughs) The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.